Are you a victim crippled by the minotaur in the labyrinth of your mind? Or will you fight your biggest challenges like Theseus and fulfill your potential? My name is Zulfakar and welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Welcome to the Minotaur's Maze. Today, I'm joined by a necromancer and somebody who invented witch accelerationism and goes by the name of Black Pope Vice. Black Pope, thank you for being here and welcome. Hello. It's nice to be here. I really, um, I, I like joining on podcasts and I saw this podcast and I really like the idea of like what this practical idea of like let's make metaphors and we pick a particular metaphor in this case uh um the minotaur story the labyrinth it's like that's that's good it reminds me of um it's it's kind of it brings about um discipline appreciate that looking at looking towards problems and i think it's creative and creative discipline really works thank you appreciate that i mean just to kick this off and i always like to start off with this question just give us a quick overview and a bit of a background about yourself uh what mm. you've been through and, and how you've got here today um or maybe quickly explain you know in the metaphor of the minotaur some of the minotaur challenges that you faced on your journey mm-hmm. so i think that like a lot of people um, who have gotten into some sort of larger-than-life situations is they were motivated by friendship or love. And I think I would say both of those motivated me to get to this point and look into things. Um, and what I do, I would say, is primarily as much as i like to i like to use the necromancer title because it describes i guess a larger extreme of what's possible even though i would say fundamentally most of my duties i'm a witch doctor i come up with um tonal technology so the idea of like you know how we have radios mm-hmm. yep um well things vibrate and they produce frequencies and you can combine um, this language of runes and it's a song language and you can put them onto crystals and you amplify and produce unique healing frequencies and you can do stuff with this. Um, It's a slow term healing, but it does have a lot of beneficial elements like I haven't figured out diabetes, but I'm helping someone with um, autoimmune deficiencies, um, you know, heart issues. There's a lot of concerns about what's going on with the vaccine. And um, part of my argument is, is that if it works, which I think it does, it can have some people, they produce toxic levels or they're more susceptible to spike proteins. And that's a big issue. Um, like even if they're just exposed to it, I'm sensitive to it myself. Mm-hmm. And so is my girlfriend. Um, uh, so I would say most of my duties are with 
healing. Though I can do, you know, exorcisms and capturing of wild entities. And they're disembodied intelligences. So people have said they've seen physical entities. I've never had that experience. I deal with primarily spirits. Not that I disbelieve them or not. I just never had an experience where I could say, I saw a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a goblin or something. Or or people seeing like, you know, Mm -hmm. things like goblins, you know, more likely. Or Bigfoot even. I've not even seen Bigfoot. Yeah, I mean, before we get into all of that, like, I just want to get uh, a bit of background. Like, how did you get started in this? Like, were you always interested in this and then just get started? No, I was not. I was not. When I was... um. 19 years old my friend had an out-of-body experience (laughs) and for whatever reason i found out stuff was real but i was just like "Ah," i was just like like you you it was just a hobby and it was just something to be interested in rather than do (laughs) um and i had a girl who i liked who was interested in just some side aspect of fantasy magic And I looked into it and I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. So I can see how, um, you know, uh, people like, you know, like, you know, werewolves and vampires, um, like that trope. She liked this form of um, undead wizards. Right. Yeah. So um, when I found out magic was real, I was like, oh, I bet. Um, um becoming an undead wizard is a real thing too because for whatever reason i I definitely believe um vampires and werewolves are real okay i do think a lot of them are dead though Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think um religious organizations especially the catholic church back in the day through their many organizations did go out and hunt these things down so Okay, so and that's not really the point. Yeah, yeah, of, like that's not really the point of the church. So it's like they don't talk about it too much. Okay, okay. So I mean, you, you've opened up a nice kind of room there. So, like, according to you, then you know, what is magic? What is your definition of magic? Um, this is a really hard, complicated question, but I think the best way to understand it is that. reality when things change in the environment that are radical it doesn't somehow erase older principles of physics that kind of just continue to linger on Um, when we look at all these mythologies there is a period of consciousness and pre-consciousness consciousness has a lot to do with the material world being more than just like fantasy football or fantasy baseball stats. But in pre-conscious reality, there was an ecosystem of data swirling around. And I think this is where the principle of um, these disembodied intelligences or spirits can use physics to exist in our current environment. And when we talk about magic, we're talking about ultimately recognizing there is more to 
physics than 18th century, 19th century enlightenment materialistic perspectives on what being is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so when you obviously started your study in magic and, and obviously you, you know you, you're more into it now like what is the purpose behind it like what what you know what is your purpose behind doing it and what you know what is the purpose of life like obviously when we talk about religion it, it gives people a, a guidance a framework on how to live life uh, and then depending on how spiritual you are it's about spiritual ascendance and then moving on to the afterlife but what is the purpose of of magic and what what is your mission in in doing what you do um People have different ways of looking at it. I would say it's a lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. I feel a lot of people, it depends on how people want to take it as a lifestyle choice. Mm -hmm. um, some people have, you know, I would say it's ultimately a tool. And in that sense that how people use this tool in their life or as an accessory in their life changes. So some people, you know, they, they do it and they keep to themselves and they don't ever really talk about it. And you don't know about that about them. And then um, other people, I guess, more like myself, you know, um, we use these online personas as a separate entity than ourselves for this. Um, and I'd say it's real. It's real. But mm -hmm. it's just a separate part of, like, for instance, I, I also write. And I have a writing name for that. Right. Okay. Um, but not to say that what I do here is any less like, for instance, my normal personality, for instance, I will talk about, um, you know, healing technique or um, I guess more advanced stuff. I would talk about maybe history relating to why I think um, intelligent, disembodied intelligences are the way that they are. Um, my mission with all of this, I guess, is, um, you know, I'm just a guy, you know, trying to change things, but also ultimately it's like, you know, it's just, is this is a way that I can do something that's fun and it makes money and it's helpful. Okay. So, and, so is it not like a, a way of life religion kind of for you then, or is it just a more of an interest hobby, which you really like, but then you go and do other things when um, you're not really practicing it? Um, I would say it's a little bit of both, okay. um, you know, but there's times like, I just don't want to, you know, like, like, um, like with, uh, I guess, writing, I like to keep the idea of, um, clear what I would say is a clear theology as opposed to action or alchemic research because um, that's ultimately all what all of this is is, is alch alchemy in the sense that we are trying to change objects through will okay so let, let's stick to that point then obviously alchemy traditionally alchemy is, is always you know you, you get the example of turning lead into gold uh, and then mm -hmm. you hear about spiritual alchemy, which is basically, you know, doing certain practices to uh, basically purify the soul or ascend the soul. So what do you mean by alchemy on a practical level where a lay person can understand? So alchemy is 
fundamentally about the process of transmutation. You want to have this means of transmuting one thing to another. And how this manifests depends on what you're working on, but people want to people want to see practical, real stuff. So what I recommend people doing if they want to see this with crystals, um, I have a specific crystal to recommend, but it doesn't work it doesn't work great with all crystals. But um, there's an appetite crystal, A P A T I T E, and its chemical composition is like 80% of our skeletal structure. Mm, okay. So yeah, it's the same chemical. Um, if you take CBD butter, cannabis butter, mm-hmm. and it doesn't need the THC, it's the CBD that does this. Okay. And you rub it, and you rub it on the the outside of the um, appetite crystal. You're gonna watch the color the color of the crystal deepen and the crystalline surface to unify and this will be a permanent change and like you can wipe the cbd butter off the the crystal and the color will remain the same so it deepens other crystals um aesthetically change but not to the effect that it works with appetite but I think it's very interesting to think about how this crystal that reacts very strongly to CBD is in our bodies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a, and it's a, a bones are very important. Yeah. Not just because they hold us together. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, we're going to move on to obviously how you use crystals and especially, you know, we had a brief exchange on, on, on Twitter the other day, but for those who don't, understand the language or, or who are new to this what is a necromancer and, and what exactly is which accelerationism so um necromancers do all sorts of things with um death energy or the dead i do not um talk to human dead i don't do anything with that um some people do do stuff with that i i i've talked to my grandpa one time but otherwise, I don't, you know, raise the dead to question them, which is traditional stuff. Um, what I do, and it's been it's been a little while, but it's something I, I know how to do, is um, there's ideas about reincarnation and things like that, and I don't know what to th- I don't know what to truly think about that. Mm-hmm. But I think when we die, we have unresolved desires and lusts and things like that. They go out into the world and they go into deer. And I think this explains why people experience reincarnation better than actual transmigration of the soul is that how reality works with satisfying lusts. Because this is we're we're talking in Abrahamic, like I'm a Christian. I okay. you know, I look I look weird and funky, but I, I, I believe in a fundamental Christian paradigm. Okay, okay. So there's a fall, there's a Christ, you know, looking at the free will matrix from this perspective explains why it 
things are the way they are the, is the best, in my opinion. Okay. And, um, you know, just quickly explain which accelerator, accelerationism before I have a follow up question on basically what you just said there. But if you just go through that, it's, uh, the, I, it's just the simple idea that capitalism is facilitating um, economic alternatives. And I think a lot of what witchcraft does is provide, you know, some people might just only be able to do the placebo effect, but if they can do the placebo effect effectively with healing, you know, that's a lot cheaper than, you know, some of the things the pharmaceutical companies offer. Not all, in my opinion, not all problems can be solved. Like for instance, sometimes when you have an infestation of bugs or rats or something, you know, you can try killing them, but if something's bringing them that location, that's energetic, then how mm. do you deal with that? Yeah. You know, and most of history, when we really think about it, function from this perspective. Our period in time has been very short where we, we did not think these things seriously. And I think, you know, I'm not sure exactly what the out, end outcome will be, but I think that there's just going to be within our our lifetimes a very open recognition of what crystals do that there are spirits um and the economy is going to react accordingly and i think when we look at places like ancient egypt you know how they lived was not so radical from us <laughs> okay so a few questions in in all of that so to start off with then Traditionally, when, when you, you, know, you talk about necromancy and, and witchcraft, it's normally opposed to religion. So when you say you're Christian, I find that very interesting because mm -hmm. the typical view would be that Christianity is opposed um, to, to this kind of stuff. So how do you kind of um, balance that out in, in your own thinking? Um, hmm. I think that what I do is not um, specifically what they abhor. Um, I also think one of the things I do is talk to people about what past energies, lusts best explain their form. And if they choose to pursue these studies and sciences that they can develop themselves. So in many ways, what I want to do with the term like necromancer is kind of associated with something like high school counselor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think part of my agenda goal with this science is reform it into something that has a practical societal value not to say that, that other people won't be doing these things, but I think when it comes to helping others and like having, like it would just be like another kind of astrologer or numerologist. It's just another, you know, medical desk, mm -hmm. you know. Okay, so, so you, 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 if I'm interpreting this correctly, you see this as 
a, another way to heal people and and heal the planet and, and heal the world and, and, and that kind of thing which if you take that interpretation and it is in line with religion because you know that's that's kind of mm. the same kind of thing is, is is that correct um well i would say religion has a different type of fundamental goal but i would say definitely from the um christian perspective what i think what christ is about is self-accountability i think that's a big which is i think is a very important message of godhead of the supreme godhead and um i think at least in one sense what i'm talking about is i think part of the proper way of living i think as as a human is to address these lusts that are in us and neutralize them so they do not continue to go on and plague the world of energies we live in um and i think that is a very the idea of addressing sin is a very christian um but i think other societies talk about this too like um the tibetan book of the dead to me sounds like a book you say to someone when they're dying so their body because it's it's you know 500 to 700 trillion volts of electricity from the cells it's a lot of energy so when you're dying you're you could be freaking out and putting that bad energy in the world you <laughs> some of that stuff to calm down okay brilliant so that, that makes sense so but do you by doing this kind of stuff do you uh you know is there an element of risk like you know are you oh yeah totally yeah so like because I mean, I've read a few books on magic. This was very many years ago, and and the stuff that I got from them is you need a very high level of discipline and focus and concentration. That even the slightest mistake can cause a dark entity to cause a lot of damage. So, like, how important is that? You know, the discipline side and and, and the potential dangers. Like, you know, not anybody should be practicing this kind of stuff that's the feeling that i get mm. i mean from but from my religious background like nobody should be practicing this but obviously people do but if you are going to practice it my understanding is you need a lot and i mean a lot of discipline and focus and dedication i think that is i think it's funny because i would i would agree that's true but what i specifically do work with is largely in the world rather than bringing it from somewhere else. Okay. Which I think is why the discipline mentally is so important is because you're you're basically transporting something specifically through the mechanisms of your body and your mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, uh, I would say since things are already in the world with me, I don't have to do this transporting process that requires so much right. of my body. Not to say that I can't like get um, like I got um, a face shot once and I had to go like a spider bit me and then it got infected and I had to get, I had, I was knocked out, but it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, um, it's called a face shot or sometimes they call it a witch shot or an elf shot. And it first appears as a prick. Like you feel like, ow, I got poked by something. Um, 
and they can be very serious. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I've also like been reckless with um, crystals and I've hurt myself with that. So, you know, just because like, and you would, most people would say crystals are harmless. It's like, well, you can still do stuff. You can still be done with them. And like, you can modify them and then be reckless with the modified versions. Um, like there are still real world consequences. Mm-hmm. Like, just like if you work in electrical engineering, there's going to be real world consequences if you're not careful. Cool. So mm-hmm. it's like any other applied skill. Brilliant, brilliant. And um, I'm conscious of the time, so but I do really want to touch upon the brief exchange that we had on, on Twitter the other day. So one of the questions that I had for you that I, I want to talk on this podcast is how can you use, you know, all the stuff that we've talked about today in, in basically dealing with the mess that we find ourselves in, in the planet today. And, and, you know, you talked about um, it depends on, on mankind addressing how these problems are real. And you talked about uh, psionic weapons. Can you just possibly go over that in, in, in a little bit more detail? I think that um, from a practical perspective is that when we change our views of health and we become more expansive with them, I think techniques that I offer, like for instance, with my crystals and stuff, and, I, and I'm, I'm very open source about this stuff because I don't think that's necessarily like... Like if you want to learn how to do this and you can do it on your own, it'll take you time to get there. But um, ultimately, I think techniques like this lower healthcare options, specifically um, proactive healthcare choices, make people healthier. They can work more. It's 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 very you know mumbly jumbly political stuff but when you lower expenses for people common people they have more money to do other things from a bigger world perspective i think that self-determination especially in uh, economic marketplace like this competition can be lethal and you need to be able to defend yourself and I think that um, there's this ideas about what's going on with Havana syndrome. And, you know, I've, I've considered it's been, you know, new experimental malaria vaccines because it happened in Cuba, but it's been going on for a while. And, um, you know, basically the idea that the Russians or the Chinese are talking to modern Cubans and letting them be around their special lasers or whatever sound weapons is less likely than like voodoo people in Cuba doing something to Americans. Mm-hmm. Like, like just, it's just, it's a, it's a um, cost difference like for instance like imagine how much money one would have to get for actual laser things to hurt americans oh you can just get a chicken and 
just feed a chicken to something and it goes and mess with the Americans and the Americans can't do anything about it. Like it's, it's just a, it's just, it's such a, you know, this is how, and, and the thing is, this is not going to just apply to Americans. I'm sure this is applied. I mean, I'm sure people try to make it rain in China all the time. Um, this means of warfare, how inexpensive it can now be changes the game you can't you can suddenly harass people or landscapes for at the individual level um because just just to clarify that for, for, for the audience and so what, what you're saying basically is you know this crystals and, and in this skill that you've got with crystals and healing that is mm. a, a lot cheaper than what's pushed by big pharma at the moment, whether it's vaccines, whether it's drugs and, and, and everything else. Um, you know, the, the point is these crystal and this crystal healing is a lot cheaper. It's a lot more accessible uh, and, and a lot more safe. And in other words, people can become uh, a lot healthier, faster, whereas the big pharma and the industrial complex, that's all about keeping people unhealthy and, 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 and depressed and, and, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think it's just specifically my techniques. I think a lot of people can produce. There's a lot of people who are in the healing scene. Mm -hmm. I'm by no means. Um, uh, I would even say the best. What I would say I'm what I'm trying to do is being the most industrious. I'm coming up with these designs. I'm sharing these designs with people. They can replicate them on their own. I'm being very open source about it. I have various ideas about not only healing, but the idea of remote projecting healing to people. Like right. For instance, the person who I'm working with autoimmune disease, she you know, lives hundreds of miles away. And I have another person who is in um, Europe who I'm helping, you know, that's on the other side of the world. I'm in California. So it's the idea of one of the ideas that I'm trying to help with in terms of, you know, which accelerationism is magic at this point is a cottage industry, but we can industrialize it. Mm -hmm. and I think that in a way also impacts the whole, the whole situation. Mm -hmm. And just finish on that point then so what what exactly are, are psionic weapons and and you know how do you protect yourself against them or how do you use them or what, what is it um i think the most common way people might be exposed to a psionic weapon or a psionic attack is actually through pictures mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where people are looking at people making eye contact with people um but this is a hard way to live to avoid all of that. So I think the best way to go about living in the world is you have to learn how to clean yourself. Um, various religions have techniques for this. Usually I think, you know, um, cause I think a lot of technique within ritual and prayer and things like that, it's prayer. So I think there are ways to go about devising prayer in a way that can clean you 
And if you get something particularly nasty, you can always talk to an expert. Um, and there's a lot of those people around. Just for those that have never heard of this concept before, like what exactly do you mean by a psionic weapon? Like what, what, what does it mean? Um, I would say it refers to some sort of conscious-based weapon, whether it be from a human mind or um, a worldly entity that's not human, like a disembodied intelligence or a higher intelligence that exists in a higher dimension, um, somehow expressing a vibrational frequency that can cause harm. And I mean, this is why the Havana syndrome is all largely conscious, like brain-based. Like we have physical evidence of brain damage mm-hmm. done to this. Well, the since it's a the brain nervous system is definitely a sensory organ for understanding consciousness. This is why it's going to take the brunt of the damage from consciousness-based weapons, whatever that might necessarily be in this Havana syndrome. Because I don't think it's, they're using direct energy weapons in the ways that people are complaining that they felt the experience of it happening. Okay, so is, is it in your opinion that these psionic weapons have been used on a mass scale to the global population, you know, with, with what's been happening over the last year and a half? Obviously, we don't need to mention the words because we know what, what's been happening. Is it your opinion that this is what's really going on behind the scenes, that we're in some kind of spiritual war, and we need to protect ourselves from, from this uh, psionic attack? I think a lot of stuff in the past is largely... Um, a symbolic show as opposed to something that's directly designed to be painful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there has definitely been an escalation in things. Um, and I think it's escalating more, but I don't think in the last, I would say things were different five years ago. Things were different three years ago. And I don't want to say, um, and things in ways, I feel like 2014 was way more chaotic than it was now. And I, I feel like things in some ways are quieter. Mm. Um, okay. Um, not to say that, but it's, it's in the spiritual aspect. I mean, the physical aspect, like there's, you know, you can talk about, the behavior of certain governments and things like that, but that's way different. Like the ash, the astral world thing, like they were doing crazier things a couple years ago, and you know, you know, nine eleven was insane. So like just and then the cathedral uh, Notre Dame happened in two thousand seventeen. Like way crazier things have happened in terms of the spiritual spectacle terrorism that's happened then you know a, bad things happen at a concert mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I, what, what, what do you think then is that and like you know whoever's doing this what, what is the end goal here or what um do, do you see an agenda happening over the next five to ten years or is just just all just random things happening and 
different people trying to exert different will you know what what is your take on the the thing as a whole macro people have all these ideas about what's going on uh, agendas and theories and i think the best way to understand what's going on because there's always multiple people even even if even if you believe in the idea that you know they're all evil and they all work for one single organization that people have different desires yep. and they want to do different things. And I think the best way to understand this kind of situation is understand people have are competing for knowledge and they're competing for power. And this tool, this technology is an aspect for this. And in many ways, they're not sharing with each other, so they have to figure out all, a lot of this stuff on their own. And you know, some people have more knowledge and power than others. And I think a lot of their knowledge is really sense gratification related rather than like power. But that's power in its own way. It's, it's like a drug and you can do a lot with drugs but there's limited elements to what power is if you don't have if you only if you only have drugs to sell so and i think that's what they do i think it's um a big element but i think one of the things christ did was he said here's how we change things we heal people and that's what i like not to say that I don't look into other things, but I think the most revolutionary method we have is healing and self-accountability. Brilliant. Love it. Love it. And I think that's a great note to uh, end on. So I found this very yeah. uh, um, insightful. I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on and sharing your, your wisdom. Um, so just to finish up, like, how can people contact you, find out more about you, and, and how can you help them? Um, I'm on Twitter, um, at Black Pope Vice. Uh, the B, P, V are all capitalized. Um, you can just message me on there. Um, I'm also on the Instagram. I'm the same. I have the same avatar. Um, uh, I'll, I'll answer on Instagram, but that's not really my main thing um and if you're just interested in research and you're not interested in um any sort of commentary or anything like if you're just in for it for the industrialism um i have a telegram channel you can just message me and i'll send you the telegram channel and anytime i do research um you can just get to that stuff um like um one of the things i'm working on is on brain healing I don't have a mind's eye, so I can't close my eyes and like daydream and see things. Right. I've been working on healing that. So like, if you want to read about that kind of stuff or um, other sort of just pure healing stuff, that's optional. That's, that's an option too. So um, yeah, just message me and I'll get you to wherever you need to go. Brilliant. And as always, I will drop the links to some of those profiles in the comments below or in the comment section if you're listening on the podcast. So um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Once again, uh, Black Pope Vice, thank you for your time. 
as for the video i will see you in the next episode take care now bye thank bye. you so much bye if you liked this episode it would mean a lot if you would please rate and write a review please also subscribe so you get notified anytime a new episode drops thank you for tuning in now go out and attack your minotaur